My name is Dan, aka The Boogeyman, and on this show I will review a horror movie, either a classic or a new release. I will go through it in non-spoilers and spoilers, sometimes just one or the other, and go through any good points or bad points, if there were any of either for the film. Give a rating out of 10, and in my humble opinion, let you know if I think it's worth a watch or not. And this week I managed to get a preview screening, so I will be doing a completely non-spoiler review and that is of the film Cobweb. Um, as of recording it's not out yet in the UK it's coming out on the 1st of September. Uh, it may have come out er- of other places in the world already I think it came out in July in the US but you know that's what's happening at the minute. I've noticed a few films have not come over here when they've been in the US and that sucks because a couple of films I really want to see. Um, but yeah, I saw I saw the trailer for this. I think it was when I watched Insidious to Red Door. Um, and this film looked creepy as shit. So I really wanted to watch it. And so I managed to get a preview screening. Gonna like I said, no non-spoilers, because people haven't been able to see it yet. Don't want to ruin it. If you listen to the podcast version, if you could subscribe to the channel, drop a five-star review if you are enjoying it. You can do it in-app. All of those things really help out, really help me to grow this channel and do more content for you guys. And so, yeah, let's get into a review. Let's go nice and quick. Like I said, it's going to be a non-spoiler review. However, I will have to talk about the themes and some generalizations about the film. So there may be some minor spoilers, but I will do my very best not to do that. But to be able to talk about this film, other than just saying what I thought and give it a rating and give it a little bit more in depth of a review. I may have to talk about the themes and things. So minor spoilers. If you don't want anything spoiled at all, go watch it, come back, finish the review. Let me know what you thought about it down in the comments below. But yeah, let's go. So Cobweb is a 2023 release um, from the producers of Barbarian. And this is something I always take with a pinch of salt because I said I saw the trailer. I think it was when I watched Insidious, The Red Door. And I thought it looked great. And it's the, but it said, from the producers of Barbarian. That doesn't mean the writer and director. Yeah, the, the from Whitest Kids You Know, it's that guy. He wrote and directed Barbarian, which is fucking crazy. If you want me to talk about Barbarian, by the way, guys, drop a comment down below. Let me know if I should review it. Um... Yeah, it's not by that guy, but it's by the producers of Barbarian. So take it with a pinch of salt because it's name dropping. They're name dropping because they know if they say, oh, by the way, we also like gave money to people to make Barbarian, people might come and watch it. And I am glad I saw that trailer because the trailer was creepy as shit. And again, something else I do when it comes to trailers, I try and see... Maybe one. I like to know what's coming out, but I don't want anything spoiled for me, so I avoid as much as possible. Since doing this podcast and YouTube, I have done loads more watching of trailers uh, because I kind of need to know what's coming out, right? Um, 
But because of my review of The Boogeyman, I'm very sceptical about trailers. Um, I always have been, but since then I've been more so because unfortunately The Boogeyman showed it as being one thing and it turned out to be slightly different. And in my opinion, anyway. So I always take it with a pinch of salt, but I was a bit skeptical with this one. I was like, okay, it's showing me creepy as shit. Is it going to be as creepy as shit though? And it was. It was creepy as shit. Just so you know, the film is creepy as shit, which is what I was hoping for, and I'm so glad about that. So the film, like I said, 2023 release. I've actually got notes here for once, guys. I have actually learned my ADHD is kind of working with me today, <laughs> sort of. So I'm able to actually, you know, remember to look at notes. Um, it was directed by Samuel Bodin, and it stars Anthony Starr, but in my heart, he will always be the stray man. And if you haven't checked out Auntie Donna, you should. They're so funny. They're on YouTube and Netflix. And just go check out Auntie Donna. Anthony Starr is actually Australian. So that's why he knows those guys. And I just, ah, oh, he will always be my stray man. And it also stars Lizzie Kaplan. And she's from Mean Girls and Cloverfield. We also have Cleopatra Coleman. I don't know why I can't remember her name. And I'm not really, I can't remember seeing her anything before this, but I'm going to check out her IMDb to see what else she has been into. Um, because, you know, yeah, she did a really good job in this film. And our main character is a young lad who plays Peter, one of the greatest names ever, Woody Norman. <laughs> Such a good name. Oh, I'm a man in his 30s and I'm jealous of a child because of his name. What have I become? And yeah, so plot for the film, like I said, we're going to go non-spoilers, but then there may be minor spoilers because of generalizations that I'll talk about that happen in this film. Um, but Woody Norman plays a young boy named Peter. He lives at home with his mum and dad, and he starts hearing tapping on the walls, eventually starts hearing voices in the wall. And he is scared to death and he is telling his parents all of this and they don't believe him. They keep telling him it's his imagination. He's making things up. He's having nightmares. But the way they're acting is extremely odd and sinister feeling. So you're left with the question of, is this actually happening or is this actually all in Peter's head? And... As any kind of film like this, the creep factor goes up and up and up as the film goes on and we learn more and more and more. Um, Peter is a young lad who's kind of not very popular at school. He's bullied. He's clearly having um, issues uh, with school and home. And the trailer, like I said, made it look very creepy and the film delivered. One thing I loved about this film it kept the tension. Like the tension was kept constantly. Yeah, it rose up and then dipped off because there was jump scares and reveals and information, but it never went away. It never felt like, say, if I was watching Insidious and there's just loud music, imagery, bah, all of a sudden kind of jump scare or like something like The Conjuring or Paranormal Activity that didn't feel like that. It just felt like it was constantly tense. And it just rose and fell up and down, but it never got too low. And it's a lot more subtle with its jump scares and its information and its its imagery. 
And I really appreciated that. I thought it was very well done. Very, very clever film. Also very well directed. I found the framing that they used uh, was really good. They did a lot of flat shots with people centered in the middle of frame. They did a lot of close-up shots to people's faces. Um, it gave the very much of, um, a vibe of here is the outside picture and here is the person experiencing the inside. And I really enjoyed that. There's also a lot of visual stereo. stereo. There's also a lot of visual storytelling in this. Information is given to us visually and we put the pieces together. Unlike a lot of films, again, like there's a lot of films out there at the minute, especially in the last 10 years or so, especially with like horror and stuff, like they, they will just tell us the information. And you should just show, don't tell. There's, a, there's an art to it. Show, don't tell. We can figure it out on our own. You don't have to pander to us. And this film is really good at visual stereo. I keep saying stereo, visual stereo tell. I think my ADHD has finally given up. Visual storytelling. Um, there are a few bits of information in this that are like very one-liners that seem to be off the cuff. Really well done. Um, and yeah, so it was a breath of fresh air for me. I really enjoyed 85% of this movie. So what about the other 15%? Um, so the film went where I was expecting. While I was watching it, the film went where I was expecting. And that's fine. That's not a bad thing. However, it also did a few faux pas that I just, I'm sick of seeing in horror films. One is when they Google it. St don't Google it. Stop doing this thing of if you need information, oh, they Google it. There's so many films out there nowadays where it's just like, someone's going through a weird time or like something scary, scary or spooky is happening and it just cuts to them going, Google. How do I stop big monster? And I'm fucking so tired of it. It's such a cliche. People do it in their films because they don't know how to convey the information to the audience and to our main character. So they just lazily put that in. It's, it's, it is lazy writing. You figure out another way of doing it. Like in, say, in um, is it Sinister. Sinister does it really well because it's part of the plot. A guy's researching a book, and so he contacts an expert on occult symbols and stuff. And um, that makes sense. But the amount of films where people just Google it, like it's lazy. Be better. Come up with a different way of, pro of providing information. And the one that's annoying in this one is the information has already been provided to us in a different scene. It's just not provided to this character. It was provided to a different character. And it's frustrating to see that they tried to give us the same information twice, just from two different perspectives. And it's it's just like, come on, just come up with something different. That That's one of the things that bothered me. Two, the other thing that bothered me is plot armor. And um, by plot armor, I mean is they want certain characters to be able to do certain things and survive or, or or act a certain way and that means they have to, to to uh you know get through a certain scenario or be able to do something uh, that other people couldn't but they've already written things around them in one way so they have to change how people act 
and what the scenario is because they want that person to survive or get through or do X, Y, Z. So plot armor. So you, you're shown something happening uh, five times and then on the sixth time, because there's a main character, that person acts completely differently. Case in point is, say you've watched a, a horror movie or an action movie where someone's having a fight, big baddie comes along and he'll be like ripping people apart or they, they will like stab them. Like horror movies do this a lot. Like the villain will stab someone or like they will kill them. And then when they get to the main character, they pick them up and throw them. Supernatural does it all the time. And it's it's just plot armor. That Why didn't they do the exact same thing they did with all these other people that dispatched them? They're trying to dispatch this person just the same as everybody else. So yeah, there was a bit of plot armor things. I'm not giving away what they, the plot armor thing is and who it's for and what happens. I'm just saying there is some plot armor in there. Three, a Hollywood ending. And by Hollywood ending, I mean clearly they wanted an ending that was... Like I said, very Hollywood, very stereotypical. And the ending of this film is where it falls down. That's where 85% of the film is awesome. And then the last, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes maybe, it just starts to fall flat. We get we get people acting differently. We get um, all of a sudden this change in feeling and atmosphere. We see too much. Not giving anything away there, I'm not telling you. We see too much, and the ending feels tacked on and different. One of my favourite films of all time is The Mist, because they committed to a brutal ending that fit the entire plot of the film. And there's a lot of horror films that come out now that just don't want to do that. Now, maybe this was always the ending that they had in mind when they wrote the film, Maybe it was pressure from the studio, which is usually the case. They usually get pressure from the studio to put on a certain type of ending. They need more jump scares or they need sequel bait or they just need a bit more of a happier ending. And this film suffers from that. So 85% of this film is amazing. And then it's just a bit of a deflating ending, which seems to be a theme at the minute that I've talked about with films that have come out recently like it happened with my last few reviews of, of newer releases which kind of sucks but yeah that's so that's that's what's going on there but i will say this like, like i said woody norman i like to look uh, was fantastic in this really good um very very good at child actor fantastic anthony star being a psychopath killed it as always um, everyone in this is a good actor. You know, it's, it's a good, good, good performances all around. But unfortunately, it just falls flat in that last 10, 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, other than that, I really enjoyed this film. Like I said, the creepiness, the, the, the acting, the, the plot was really good. So definitely give it like an 8 out of 10. Definitely think people should go and see it. And, and just, you know, try not to giggle at the end. Um, but yeah, really good film. I really enjoyed it. Definitely go out and watch it when it comes out, guys. If you have seen it, drop me a comment down below. Let me know what you thought about it. But that's my review of Cobweb.
hope you enjoyed that guys and um, there'll be more co uh, reviews coming up i said the last week or so i have struggled to get content out because i've had some issues with my disabilities but i am getting a lot better i'm back on track and um, so there'll be more content coming including september is going to be having my saw series coming out on patreon and i finally got a saw t-shirt to actually wear in some of those videos and um, so if you want to watch those exclusively click the patreon link down below you can sign up for a little three dollars really helps out and if you can't do that but helping out other ways if you like comment subscribe on this video and like i said if you listen on the podcast please subscribe drop a five star review let me know what you thought and if you could share this on your social media so i get more eyes on it and people like horror films that would be so awesome guys i thank every single person that watches one of these videos i really do appreciate it so much don't think you really understand how much i appreciate you guys thank you for watching um but yeah that's it guys i really look forward to the next one and until then happy watching the boogeyman